Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined by an agent who got his license in 2020 and sold 15 homes in 30 days. Jeff is also joined by a broker who has mastered Facebook's algorithms. Now, let's hear from them. Russell, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself, will you? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I picked a really good time to get into real estate. I started right um, in January of 2020. So I <laughs> decided just to quit my job. Yep. And uh, you know what happened, uh, the pandemic. So yep. it just I had like, what, four or five months to like really hone my skills. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so from that point, you know, it really a lot of the things that happened for me were really great because I just really met up with some really amazing realtors, which were my realtors to help me buy my home. Yeah. And so what they did is they basically just invested a lot of time, yeah. you know, and like really cultivated that relationship with me during that time. Yep. And like really just talk about everything, the sure. scripts, the role play, yep. you know, exactly show up, you know, most people say that, Hey, I can't today. And so you'd be the different person and say, yes, I'll be there today. Yeah. So Russell, why don't you tell us where you're from? We know uh, how long you've been in the business now. Uh, where are you from and what company are you with? So I am from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I am with EXP Realty. Awesome. And in 2020, your first year in the business, how'd you do? So it was a very interesting year. <laughs> I bet. Again, you know, everything is a mess. And so you're trying to figure out what is going on, you know. And so I um, am basically floundering about, yep. you know. And so I'm selling a couple of houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I show up and I actually go to your 21-day listing. 21-way yeah. tour. Mm-hmm. And so we start, you start talking. And the, the first thing that you say was like, I was always told I had to show up early. Just like what yeah. you started yes. with here. Yeah. And so I was like, I swore. I was not going to wake up early. I'd been in the military for 11 years. Yeah. I'd been a nurse for six years. I, I was tired of getting up early. Yep. You know, and here I am getting up early. Getting up early, yeah. right. So, you know, straight into it, you know, strips, roll call, role play, mindset, motivation, yep. Yep. and then the day just starts. And so once I took those notes, things really got crazy because like I actually sat in Holly's office, who is my team lead, sitting right there on the front. Yep. Um, I actually yeah. sat in her office and I was in tears because I literally... She would want me to help you with this then. She's oh, probably like, Jeff, help him out. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, anyway, so I was like in tears. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm literally out of money. Everything is falling apart. And just like what you said, she said, just keep pushing. Yes. And so Three feet from gold. Exactly. So, you know, it, it just, I said, okay, I'm going to give it one more. Like, I'm going to give it 30 more days. But after that, honestly... I'm not going to have any money to buy gas to go to my new job. Yep. And so in that 30 days, I sold 15 homes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, thank you, thank you. And I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be okay. Yep. <laughs> and yep. so, and then it just perpetually grew from that by just keeping to the schedule. So then just like what they really preach, um, business planning, coaching. Yep. Um, I align myself with Kate. Yep. Um, and, you know, I'm like a, 10,000 foot view and Kate was like a six inch view. Yeah. So she really <laughs> keeps me grounded and yep. focused. Oh yeah. And you're like, Hey, 
you're doing this. Yep, that's, that's what coaches are supposed to yeah. do. And she is the purest of them, yeah. right? Yep. So talk to me, one thing that's unique about your value proposition to clients, and this is something I found fascinating on our call, and I could see it being something that anyone in this room could also add to their value proposition. Of course, like anything, it would take some time, and that is your knowledge of the product. Right, you, you are very much knowledge of product type of salesperson. Yeah, correct. So can you tell us what that means? So I, I grew up in a family that does investing, flipping. Um, so you're, I'm able to walk into a home. I can tell people right away, like, we should just leave. Before we get into the front door, because you can see all these foundation things. And I'm like, look, do you really want Ramjack to come out here? And, and for what we're going to end up paying, you could have bought two houses. Mm -hmm. You know, we get into the home. I'm, I'm the one over there crawling around, taking pictures of serial numbers, looking up the HVAC system while they're going around, and just pointing out anything that I see and, and really telling people, like, you can do these changes. This is what it's going to cost. Yeah. Like. Yep. You know, basically just give them a, a big, huge view so they understand exactly what they're getting themselves into. And yeah. so it, it's really paid off because people are like, wow. One of the things I love about that approach is we take for granted knowledge of real estate. And it's, it's amazing because you've all had some clients that were, and I had one just the, the other day I was doing an offer consultation for, and he's like, well, don't you need to see it and kind of tell me, you know, about it and what's wrong with it? And of course, our showing agents do that part of it. But consumers to some degree expect me to weigh in or for us to weigh in on the quality of the construction Ooh, yeah. you know and of course we have all of our scripts well of course that's what home inspectors are for and this and that but watch you are showing if i'm showing homes to a buyer and i know nothing about the house and i defer to the showing inspector I, I defer to the home inspector and they meet with you the next day to go see some houses and you're pointing things out left and right who are they going to feel more comfortable with Probably me. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's a big part of your value proposition. And it's, it's actually brought me a, a lot of business and re recurrent business. Yeah. So, so if I can make a recommendation on that, and, and what, your background is what? I, well, I was in the military for 11 years, but I like flipped homes. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for your service. Yep. Yep. Uh, thank, thank you. Mm -hmm. You flipped homes, yeah, and flipped so homes. of course, when you're flipping homes, you kind of study the construction. You Absolutely. Study yeah. yeah. So I mean, I remember being like seven years old, and my dad is like, "Hey, here's a paintbrush." Yeah. Yep. There I was you like, go. "Whoa, I'm going to paint this house." And by the way, if you're wondering, there is a tactical way, a, 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 a tactical way to get that kind of information. And we did this with our real estate team. For some of those that are in the room, you might remember, we brought in home inspectors once a month, and they took us from start to finish, from the roof all the way down to the foundation of everything to look for in a house. Anyone in this room could call a home inspector and say, hey, I want an education on everything that, that you know about houses. Put together a PowerPoint, let's have a conversation, or have me come out on home inspections or whatever. And that's where you can get that education, so that way when you're showing homes and being in rapport with clients, it's going to show up. 100%. And I mean, a lot of the time I am like... During the home inspection, we are going over every line item. And they are really looking to me like, well, what does this mean? And, and, and it's really important that you actually know what it means and what it costs to fix that because yeah. you really save a lot of time. Yeah. One of the things I know about the success that you've had in business early on is your success with online lead sources. Can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? So um, being that I was obviously all over the place for 11 years, I go back to my hometown. I mean, I know people, but I don't know a lot of people. So um, we use Zillow heavily. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people are against Zillow, but Zillow is really a tool. Yeah. You know, it's a way to connect yep. us with people who need help. Listen, and, and I know you've obviously been involved with us for a while, so this won't be a surprise for you. But so long as the consumers are using Zillow as their number one source of information for homes, you have to have a presence there. Right. Now, I'm not saying you have to go out and spend 
spend thousands of dollars on Zillow, but you have to embrace Zillow. Don't compete, don't try to battle Zillow. You have to embrace Zillow because consumers are going there. It's the same reason why I say when you go on a listing appointment and they bring up their Zestimate, you're talking highly of Zillow and say, yeah, Zillow is a very credible, credible data point that we use as well. And, and I did research your Zestimate before I came out. Whether you believe it's a credible data point or not, you have to say that. Why? Because they believe it's credible. Think about this for a moment. Zillow is spending millions of dollars on consumer awareness and advertising campaigns to get the customer to trust them. The customer trusts Zillow. So every time you negate anything related to Zillow, you're actually losing credibility with your client. So be careful with that. That's really true because, you know, with Zillow, it's just a means to grow your business. And if you do a really good job, then yep. those people aren't going to click the contact agent button, they're going to call you and yeah. their friends are going to call you. Yeah. So lead comes through on Zillow or you have an opportunity. What does your follow-up look like? Can you talk okay, to us yeah, a little so bit about that? Okay, yeah. So instantly, right after I get off the phone, it's a text message, the 333. Yep. I mean, honestly, yep. I mean, you should do that. The text message, the phone call, the thank you for taking the time to speak with me, the information. I'm talking about I, if I find out where you're from and I have a, an email ready to go. You know, and it's very crafted to, are you moving to Charlotte? Are you in Charlotte? Are you buying first time selling? And I have it, I probably have gone to the next level and really make sure I tailor every experience to them because honestly, you know, it's yeah. the best way to connect with them yep. and stay in front of them because they're like, wow, yep. you're doing it. And are you, are you immediately closing for the showing? Uh, are you closing for the buyer consultation? Talk to, us, talk to us about that process for you. Okay, so I, to be honest, I, I feel more comfortable if I can just get in front of them, get them yeah. at the appointment. I push the appointment. Just when all else fails, that yeah. is the rule of thumb. Push anyways. the appointment. Say, let's go. Let's go to this house. Yeah. I show up. We have this awesome thing called a buyer's playbook. Yep. It doesn't matter if you bought 15 homes or never even bought a home in your life. You're going to get that book from me, and we're going to talk about it because there's expectations to yep. the home buying process, and I feel that it's best that you know it up front. Bingo. And People love that. Yeah. Home buyer's playbook. I yes. love that, right? By the way, it's catchy, right? So you buy, you, if you're not already, I'm looking at Holly, you guys should have Facebook ads where they can download that. That's, that's okay. even better idea because I will literally get your home address. It doesn't matter if you're in New York and I will mail it to your house. That's right. Like after, right after I got off the phone with yep. you. Yeah, we teach that in the buyer mastery program as well, having that playbook. We don't call it a playbook, but having that, that type of uh, home buyer's guidance to some degree. Yep, I love that. So one thing also that I know about you is you're, you're very much um, a relationship. You know, when I, when I ask the question about, okay, so how did you close that much business in that short of time? Your first answer immediately was like the relationships I create. So that sounds so like basic and cliche because we think, well, of course, we're salespeople. We create relationships. You know, we get that. What does that mean to you when you, when you said that to me? Honestly, it's, I want to be like the agent that helped me. Mm -hmm. And I want to be ever-present. I want to be present for them. I, I want to give them 100% because this is one of the largest financial purchases of their life. Yeah. And I respect that deeply and I make it very clear to them and I really, it's a really a passion. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, this is a, a very noble profession. So does that, are you saying that it's kind of a personality thing or how does that show up? Like if I'm, if I'm in the audience and cause you know, there's a lot of agents in here that are not really relationship based and if I'm not really that type, how would I, what would you say to me to recommend or, or what, what actions could I put into place to become that? So you, are, you heard it from, from Jeff Henderson. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, I write handwritten letters to everybody that I come in contact with. Even if you haven't even agreed to buy a home with me, I find out something about what they like. Yep. I take the time to just write them a letter and say thank you, and it's handwritten. Even during, during the process, the same thing. Like, yep. 
asking you, you know, Jeff, do you have any kids? Do you have any dogs? Yep. You know, what do you like? What's your favorite color? Things like that. And then tailor your message to them that way. And yeah. it's, it's really simple yep. to say, hey, you know, hi, this is a card. I hope Emma's enjoying her first day of school. Yep. And it gives them a touch because I do care. Yeah. And I want them to know I do care. And so that's, I just really make sure I'm very cognizant to make that happen. Awesome. So what is your goal for 2022 this year? So I, my plan is to sell 100 homes. 100 homes. All right. We're going to hold them accountable to that. I love it. And I know this group now that they've all heard that is going to be holding you accountable to that. Right. That's the plan. All right. Let's speed ahead. Let's get a hashtag going in the inner circle, <laughs> shall we? Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Russell. Therese, welcome. Do us a favor, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your brokerage, how long you've been doing this. So myself, just like Russell over here, um, I actually got in the market at the perfect time. I passed my test in 2011 as a salesperson in the state of Michigan. Yep. And I joined a local Remax. Mm -hmm. um, I was living Fenton, which is just north of Metro Detroit, mm -hmm. and I joined a team, which I think is an awesome way to start off your real estate career. Yep. And 2011 was the bottom of our market in Metro Detroit. And yeah. everybody always said, the top producers in the room said, girl, if you can do right now with short sales and foreclosures and deeds in lieu, you can do anything. Yeah. So I truly feel that in 2011 in Metro Detroit, I jumped on a surfboard and I have been riding that wave for the last 10 years. Yeah, that's right. So in our state of Michigan, um, you have to be an agent for three years and then you can sit for your broker's license. So on year three, my anniversary, I was sitting in the state testing facility to become a broker. Mm -hmm. And I truly had no plans of building what I have built, but um, I just knew I wanted to get closer to my hometown, which is Belleville, just located between Detroit and Ann Arbor. Yep. And uh, I opened the doors to moving the Mitten Real Estate Group. Yeah. Many of you who live out of state don't know what Mitten stands for, but if you look at a, um, a, a not world map, a country map, yeah. you'll notice that the Mitten is the shape of the state of Michigan. So it's kind of catchy, and if you live in Michigan, you understand there's like Mitten pride. Yeah. So I decided to go the independent route. I did start my career with Remax, and I learned a lot of great things, but. I don't really like a boss or somebody above me telling me what I can and cannot do in terms of marketing and such. So I'm just like, I'm gonna do it myself. So independent it was, um, started off with my best friend who is still with me and my top producer eight years later. Yep. And uh, I run kind of a hybrid model. So I've got about 15 agents on my direct team and then another 20 or so as independent agents within the company. Yep. Last year we closed 500 families. So I'm uh, super, super happy with that. Awesome, let's hear it, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And I know one of the ways you've done that is through your social media. And it's something that I've observed through the years and I've always felt like you guys were ahead of the times with a lot of stuff that you were putting out. Yep. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. I do suggest you all get your pens and take some notes and you are more than welcome to friend me on Facebook because you'll have more questions and I'm happy to share. I'm going to go back to what Jessica, who sat on the panel, I think it was on Sunday. So long ago now. <laughs> she said something about um, the agents being older than the year her mother was born or something yep. like that, remember? Mm -hmm. So um, when I made the decision to open up my brokerage, I decided to come back to my hometown, which is this little, little city inside a township, and we've got 4,000 people in this city. Now, granted, we do outside that township yeah. in that city, but... Um, there were four other real estate companies on the block of Main Street. Yeah. And 
the brokers of those companies were 60 plus years old. Yep. And they, at that point in their career, they weren't giving back to the community. Yep. They probably didn't even have a Facebook or Instagram account. Yep. They advertised in the little local newspaper. Uh, the view. And I realized if I wanted to put myself on the map and gain any type of brand awareness, I needed to be different. And Facebook back in 2014 was very different than it is today. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I did, I went all in. I realized I needed to spend money to make money. So I got a Zillow rep and I started pouring money in Zillow to bring me leads to build my business. And I started spending money on Facebook. I'll tell you, I spend more money annually on Facebook than I do on Zillow, and I spend a lot on both. Yep. But I started off by every listing I took, my value prop to my seller was, we're gonna advertise you not only on the MLS and Zillow, you all know that infographic, the 100 websites that the MLS syndicates out to. But I said, we're gonna create a Facebook ad for you, and we're gonna put money behind that Facebook ad and I didn't even know like that was gonna work, but it did. Yeah. And back in 2014, we could spend about $200 per listing, yeah. which is not much, and we were getting hundreds of comments, hundreds of shares and likes. I think some of our um, listings back in 14, 15, 16, when the algorithms were different, we get 40 to 50,000 interactions per listing that we posted. Wow. And it, at the end of the day, it's just like those people who are doing, and I do postcard marketing as well, but you gotta hit the consumer everywhere. Mm -hmm. Print as well as digital, yep. right? So several years later, let's fast forward, we're now in 2022, and I have 35,000 Facebook followers. Yep. They're all local, probably not all local, because yeah. I speak on stages, sure, and I'm sure. sure I've got agents from other states following us, but. Still to this day, now our analytics aren't as great because yep. the algorithm has changed and honestly, me and my marketing team, we stay on top of how do we trick the algorithm, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna do all of our releases, which yeah. we'll talk about that, and yep. I don't mean release. If we make everything active, let's just say on Wednesday, we know we gotta get in front of a lot of people on Tuesday, so organically they'll see our listings on Wednesday, that's one trick. Yeah. We follow the algorithms to find how much we need to spend per day to make sure that ad stays in front of people on Facebook. So a couple questions that came to mind as you were speaking. One, um, I know absolutely you, you, you go to a lot of events and you get on a lot of stages and also you're in attendance at a lot of events. Why do you keep going to events so much? Well, like my good friend Sarita over here, I'm a lifetime learner, and although I will never go back to college, especially not MIT, <laughs> here's the deal. I made the decision to be a broker. I made the decision to be a team lead. I need to continue to learn. I need to continue to stay current yeah. so that I can come back and feed my team, feed my agents yep. the new stuff. I need to stay Current. Yeah. We need to stay current because yeah. if not, then we're going to be the guys that the yeah. new little millennials come in and be like, oh my God, she's got 35,000 Facebook followers, but only 100 Instagram followers yep. or Snapchat followers. Yep. You just have to stay current. And honestly, like everybody said the past three days, you have to pivot, right? This market's going to change. Yep. It's changed a lot in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. We used to be able to walk in and write an offer 20,000 under list price plus get maximum concessions. Yeah. Now we're playing 50 over, paying all the seller's closing fees. 
You just have to stay current. And if you're not with a broker or a team lead who's keeping you current and giving you all the tips and the tricks, yeah. then join a company or join a coaching program that's gonna give you that. Yeah. There's a few breakouts at the end of the day that is how to win offers. If you go into that room and that person is teaching you something that you don't know from your own brokerage, probably not at the right brokerage because you're not doing your clients the service. That's right, yep, thank you for sharing that. 2022, today, social media strategies that are working for you. Would you mind sharing one or two that's working really well? I'm gonna give uh, a couple of things. So we do carry a lot of listings. 10 years into the business, I am listing heavy. My agents, based on our leads that we're spending through Zillow, Ylopo, Google pay-per-click, local mm -hmm. service ads, we're getting a lot of phone calls. We are considered a listing-heavy listing brokerage. Not as much as Mr. Billboard over here because he does have 40 <laughs> signs all over Metro Detroit. Not but. anymore, all right? <laughs> We're down to like 20 now, okay? <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you this from people who are carrying their own listings, from people who are parts of brokerages that have listings and their broker or their team, team people are allowing them to share or for the brand new agent that doesn't have any listings that are trying to get some traction on social media. So <clears throat> I'm gonna offer all of you to join our Facebook page, Moving the Mitten Real Estate Group, and you'll see every Wednesday, we put ads on our Facebook page. And those are our coming soon ads. Yeah. Now those are usually our listings. Yep. Couple of pictures, some great, long form text, throw money behind it so it's sponsored in front of other people. And yeah, we're that annoying brokerage that says comment info for more pictures, pricing, information. Yep. So then the consumer sees that ad, sees the pretty pictures, and they comment info. We use a third party company mm -hmm. called Page Auto Responder. Mm -hmm. is all stuff you set up as you're creating this ad. Page autoresponder clicks the like button on the person's comment of info. And by the way, they can comment anything. They could say beautiful bathroom and we're gonna page autoresponder like it mm -hmm. and drop text into their direct message, their private messenger at Facebook. It's gonna tell them all about the property, price point, address, mm -hmm. give them a link to our direct website that's gonna give them even more information. Also the availability to schedule a showing. Yep. It's gonna give them our agent's information as well as our mortgage company's information to get pre-approved. That's dropping right in. And again, we're not doing that. We could have 150 comments in a day. We're not doing that. We've set that up and we're utilizing that third-party company, Page Autoresponder, to do it. Yep, so just they could just Google Page Autoresponder and find Pageautoresponder.com. Yep. And I have ISAs who work out of country and their main job is to cultivate these private messages. Hey, June, just making sure you received the information on this property. Have you decided if you'd like to schedule a showing with one of our agents? Do you have any more questions about it? Yep. And they're going to try all day long to get that client to give them more than just their Facebook handle, yeah. name, phone number, email address, and then that's the handoff to our agents on our team. Boom. Now, I want to start from the top. One thing you said, you put a little money behind it. People are probably wondering, how much would you say you put behind the average listing that you launch? Oh, absolutely. Least? So if it's one of our listings to this date, 
we're still doing about $200 an ad. 200 bucks. If I'm sitting at your kitchen table and I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna do this and this, and we're gonna send out 500 postcards, we're gonna spend $200 on your Facebook ad Got it. that is gonna run Wednesday through Sunday, because in our market and in most markets, that house is gonna be gone by Sunday in multiple offers, no need to continue to market it. Mm -hmm. And the current trick, the most current trick, and by no means am I miss Facebook, the current trick is you must spend at least $10 a day on these ads. If you're not spending $10, you're not getting any traction whatsoever. Sure. Um, one more thing I wanted to add for those agents in the room that they just don't have a listing. You, this may be your first event for you if it is. If you don't have a listing, you can easily reach out to big agents in your market mm -hmm. that do have listings. Mm -hmm. Reach out to the Jeff Glovers and say, hey, I see that you just listed 1234 Main Street. Mm -hmm. Would you mind if I advertised your listing? Yeah. Of course, I will make sure to give you and your brokerage kudos because yep. you're, you own the listing. Yep. And you'd be surprised. There's a good amount of people that will say yes. yes. We actually have an agent in our market, and he wasn't even on the map. Yep. And now he is yep. because he marketed everybody else's, else's listings. <laughs> yep. Now, do you think that the normal consumer is smart enough to scroll down to the bottom of his very long form text and see that it's not even his? No. no. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is seeing that this guy is, oh my, this guy, oh my, he's, where did he come from? He's yep. putting all these listings out and people are picking up the phone and calling yep. him. So if you're a brand new agent, don't be discouraged. Know that that's another avenue. If I needed, if I was exiled from Michigan and I needed to pick up and go to Charlotte, mm -hmm. You better believe I'm going to kick his butt by, by my Facebook ads. They're going to know I'm Russell within a month, you know. So that's, a, that. that's a great way. One of the other questions I had based on something you said is um, how do you target um, the, the audience that's going to see that ad? So let's just say you take a new listing in Van Buren Township. Yep. Who's your audience? So in 2014, we could be very specific. Yep. We could target income levels. We could target everything. Now you can. You simply have to click the button that it is a housing ad and Facebook will do it for you. Now there is a way you can dig a little deeper and this is kind of a next level thing, but you can in your audiences on Facebook, although we are in the housing industry and based on fair housing, we have to click the housing button. If you don't, they will find out and you will be banned. Mm -hmm. There's a way that you can go in and you're not discriminating against age, sex, gender, anything like that. But you can go and you could say, I want to make sure all those people who like Zillow.com, Realtor.com, Apartments.com, yep. Rocket Homes, Rocket Mortgage, sure. you can dig a little deeper and make sure that audience is there. Yep. But at the end of the day, when, whether I list a home in Belleville or yep. Detroit or Flint, it's going to pull my radius pretty broadly just based yeah. on the location. Yeah. So the, the advice there is finding, identifying the interest with the area, right. perhaps, right? And even if, if it's a luxury home, for instance, you could find luxury websites, luxury publications. Forbes.com, yep. wealth.com. Yep, so using interest, essentially, to kind of trick Correct. that algorithm or trick that restrictor a bit. Awesome, I love that. Um, one of the things I know you guys do a really good job of is your, your listing release. And you, you alluded to that just a little bit. So could you share how that goes? Yes. Again, I don't know where I came up with this. I have a teaching degree, not a business degree, but it just happened. So when it was just me and my best friend, Deidre, 
and our admin, um, you know, we started having some listings rolling in and kind of like Sarita has mentioned in her speech and her breakout last night, you really, number one, have to leverage some of the things. Um, and number two, you just have to set standard operating procedures. You gotta set your systems and procedures because I'm sure many of you, probably you with 100 home sales and your partner, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So I realized on our listing side, we can't really do this on the buy side because we are at the beck and call of the, the listing, but um, on our listing side, when we activate a listing, do it the same way every week. Many people feel like they have Groundhog Day in their daily work life. We have Groundhog Week within our company. So on Mondays, our agents, whichever agent has listings that week, they must turn in an email to our admin team that gives us the front picture of the home. Now I'll be honest, we usually at this point don't have photos taken, so it's usually a very good horizontal picture of the house. Yep. We can dress it up on yeah. Photoshop. Just throw a filter on it. As well as several bullet points, price point and open house date goes to our admin, which immediately gets turned over to a local print company. Postcards get ordered on Mondays. Sign gets ordered on Monday for a Wednesday drop. Mondays and Tuesdays, we are on the road with our photographer, lock boxes. What happens is that by about Wednesday, the postcards drop in the mail. On Wednesday in our market, in our MLS, we're allowed to do a coming soon status. So on Monday, we release, I keep saying release, we activate the listing into coming. I like launch. We, on our call, I was like, why wouldn't you call that a launch? She's like, okay, we can call it launch. launch. We launch the there listing. <laughs> we launch the listing on Wednesday into our MLS and coming soon status, which also activates, obviously, Zillow mm -hmm. and our Facebook ad for our listing that week. Now, granted, Tuesday, our marketing gals put something great out there, whether it's a contest or a what would you rather or a what's going on in our community, because we want to get a lot of activity on our Facebook page organically on Tuesday, because if we get a lot of activity on Tuesday, on Wednesday, our ads are going to be in front of those consumers, mm -hmm. whether we're their favorited or not. Yeah. So Wednesday, we activate the coming soon. Nothing really happens on Thursday. And on Friday we go live. Yep. And nine out of 10 in this market, um, we're hosting an open house on Saturday and posting for highest and best on Sunday evening or Monday morning based on offers. We had a great listing in Canton this past weekend. Canton's a great neighborhood, um, good schools, easy access to highways, great shopping. Um, we released it on, I'm sorry, we launched it coming soon Wednesday. We went live on Friday. We had 84 showings in three days and presented the seller multiples at 40,000 over list cash, no inspection. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Awesome. All good stuff. I could see their hands writing quickly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff and the agents today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.